0: The following audio is from Grace City Church in San Diego, California. More information about Grace City Church is available at GraceCitySD.com.
1: And he said, There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me my share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all that he had and took a journey into a far country, and there he squandered his property in reckless living. But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to celebrate. This is God's word. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we come before you. We just thank you for today. Um, What a joy it is to be alive and to be in community. Um, We just thank you, Lord, for the different ways in which... um, we have fathers and how people who maybe were distant relatives or distant friends who, who played that role in our lives, God. So we just celebrate, Lord, that even if we um, don't know or didn't have our biological father around, you are always um, placing people in life to father us well with your love, God. So we just thank you for that. I pray that you speak through Keith today, that may it be your words and your truth that come out of him, Lord. Um, prepare our minds and prepare our hearts and remove any distractions that may... Um, just get in the way of us hearing from you today. So we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Good morning. How y'all doing?
0: All right. So it's a pleasure to be here this morning in front of uh, Grace City. Uh, you guys are, uh, uh, are doing a lot. And uh, for, for, the, for God, for, for the gospel, uh, for getting the word out to the community because in the end, it's not about us, it's about the community. We just kind of gather here to share some thoughts and to worship together, but it's about the community and what we do out there. So anyway, thanks for having me here this morning. Uh, I want to talk to you this morning a bit about going home to my father, going home to my father. Now first, I want to start off by saying this, uh, and someone said it this morning at the door, and, uh, uh, and, and I agree. So on Mother's Day, you get commercial after commercial after commercial for Mother's Day. You get, I mean the restaurants, bring mom in. A, I haven't seen a bring dad in sign yet. I, I, I don't get it, okay. And uh, so, but you know what, mothers deserve it. But fathers, we deserve, we deserve it too. Now I know we don't always get it right. Sometimes, like we may do something simple like uh, try to fill a swimming pool up, okay. And uh, we, we don't always get it right, okay. We make a mistake every now and then. So we get the house full of water instead of the pool. But, uh, but still, we still deserve our day. Okay, but then we and then we want to do good. We want to do good by mom because mom says make sure the kids have a healthy snack. So we make sure we try to make sure that the kids have uh, you know something good, (laughs) something healthy to eat. Okay, we don't always get it right, but you know uh, we try. Okay, so um, so as as we go into Father's Day, really, there's some things that uh, as I'm showing here that uh, you know yes, fathers we're not perfect, and that's what it was never the goal that we would be perfect. It was the goal that we would be fathers. It would be goal that we give it our best shot. It would be a goal that we would partner with God to be the best fathers we, we could be and that we would help raise the generation uh, who, who honor God in their lives. And so here's a scripture uh, that uh, we find in Ephesians chapter six. It's a scripture that uh, pretty much, I think this is probably, probably one of the most often used scriptures to talk about Father's Day. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in their training and admonition of the Lord. Let's take the second part. Instead, bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. I get it. If we don't get it, we need to get it. It's that first part that kind of gets me. Every, every father today, when you should be patting us on the back, you saying, do not exasperate. Do not exasperate. Do not get on their nerves. Do not, do not disappoint them. Do not make them angry, etc." And so, so we fathers, you know, we go, do not exasperate. All I did was ask Billy, who was playing the Xbox for about six hours, to take two minutes to take the garbage out. And he's exasperated, okay? That's all, that's all I did, all right? Do not exasperate. And then sometime, uh, you know, uh, Pamela and I had the, the pleasure of sending our daughter to college. And uh, so you, you send her to college, and we wrote checks every, 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 every month or every whatever, right? We didn't go into debt for college. Pepperdine, all right? You hear me? And then you get the phone call that says, I don't know what I want to take. What do you mean you don't know what you want to take? And I'm exasperating you? Okay. No, I think you might be exasperating me. Okay. because <laughs> You should know what you want to take. You should know what you want to do. Okay. So anyway, but we always hear fathers do not exasperate your children. So, you know, we, we get it. And then sometimes we, uh, 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 we, we become exasperators, you know, we, uh, uh, and I think this next quote from, uh, uh from Harmon Killebrew kind of, kind of says what we do sometimes, sometimes, we exasperate mom. We kind of get with the kids, and we, you know, we're out there doing some things, and she's like, you're tearing up the grass. But we dads, we go, well, that's what we do. We're raising kids. We're not about raising the grass. That's we, we, that's what we do. We, we, we put our heart and soul into the, uh, into, into the kids. We don't always get it right, and there's many who don't get it right, but we make the attempt to get it right, okay? So, uh, I think one of the most important roles, this is my thought, in raising uh, children for fathers is to ensure that your children are contributors, to positive contributors to society and not burdens on it. And I think if we just get that part right, if we can get that part right, just think of, think of what we could do. And I think in far too many cases, we end up, uh, we end up not raising children who are necessarily contributors, but they, they become the burden. We don't want to do that. So fathers, that's one thing we want to do. But let, hats off to you because many fathers out here are doing that. So this is not—I want to make sure I'm not a beat-up father. This is a—I I, I love what we fathers do. I love the fact that we stumble and we get it wrong sometimes. I love the fact that sometimes we just, uh, we, we, we're not in agreement. We're not in alignment all the time, but we're giving it our best shot. And uh, my wife has had to be very forgiving over the years with my fatherhood. Uh, <clears throat> but as we go on to Father's Day, I want to stick with the, uh, uh, at least take you back to Scripture. You all have been in the book of John. And uh, there was something in, in, in John uh, that, uh, 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 Jesus said, he says, In a little while you will see me no more. Then after a little while you will see me. Some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying, In a little while you will see me no more? And because I'm going to the Father. They kept asking, What does he mean by a little while? We don't understand. What is he saying? Well, you can see what that verse is leading to. And uh, um, Jesus has already told them. In fact, if you read the the, the three previous chapters, it's it's all about Jesus talking about the Father quite often. In fact, the next chapter, he's talking about the Father quite often. But I want to focus on where he's going. I'm going to the Father. I think that's what every child would love to be able to do, even in the worst of times, the best of times, to go to the Father. I want to be able to go back. I want to be able to go, uh, go to the one who I know has my best interest at heart. And so um, what Jesus was, uh, uh, what, where Jesus is going, where, he, where many do go for many different reasons, and many would love to be able to go to their fathers, some can't go. But for us fathers who who make ourselves available, we want to be the father who my kids will come back to me. Well, there' sometimes I wish they would uh, sometimes the phone ring I go, uh, not home, busy, aunt eh. okay. <laughs> But no, we want them to be able to come back to us, come back, and, and because that's that's who we are, the Father. And, and again, we don't get it right; our kids don't always get it right. And so, you know, as we read to you in the scripture reading this morning, uh, I want us to take a look in the book of Luke. Now, this this story is called the story of the prodigal son. It's about the son who went away and did some things. And then some people call it the story of two brothers because when the son came back, the one brother got upset because the father f- killed the fatted cat for him, but. I, liked, I think there's another perspective to the story. It is, I'm going home to my father. Things got tough. I'm going home to my father and a father who would be accepting regardless of what the son had done. So I just want to think about this for a while. Uh, think about, uh, uh, as, we, as we learn to father, think about what kind of homes we should be having. Now, the, the, the home we should be having, I think, I like what uh, the, in the book of Joshua, Joshua says in chapter 24, he says about his home, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you serve, whether the gods, your your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. See, the Amorites could be just the city of San Diego. It could be, it could be, it could be in just about anywhere around us right now. And there are so many different gods out there. And so we fathers have to make it intentional in our home. This is what we're going to do. We're going to serve the Lord in our home as for me and my house. And I can't control everybody else's house. And so my kids will come home and they will say, but so-and-so does it this way. I can't control that as for me and my house. And so one thing I would say to you this morning, fathers, is in your house, this, this is this a priority? And I and I will hope that we make it a priority. Uh, there was a fellow by the name of Job. This guy named Job had ten children, kind of like my father. We had ten children. We, ours was kind of different though. Job had uh, ten. So, I'm sorry, seven sons and three daughters. In my house, it was seven daughters and three and three sons. And uh, and you know, my father had this rule: we could never hit the girls back what (laughs) at least while he was home we couldn't hit him back okay so anyway he had this rule he had this rule about the girls were special they were this and that and we're like what you know we're all kids and we're not getting it okay uh but I will tell you this in later life my brothers and myself I think it all because of what he planted in us to this day we haven't had those issues in fact uh my wife and I would be married well we just went over 38 years okay yes that ain't bad for a 45-year-old, huh? Okay. <laughs> okay, uh, I think, and, I, and we've been married the least, and my other, my other brothers have been married uh, close to 50 years anyway. But anyway, uh, we don't have those issues because some things that my father in the household, he, he taught us, and I'll talk a bit more about that. Um, and so Job would say, uh, Job at one time, uh, his sons would go out and, and have parties It said they would throw feasts, that's another word for party. They'd throw parties, okay? And uh, these parties would last about a week. And Job, after the party was over, he always made it a a, a point to pray for his sons. Uh, uh, In Job chapter uh, 1, verse 5, Job would pray, because perhaps my children have sinned. Now, now, Now listen, he didn't just pray, Job also sacrificed for each of them. That meant 10 sacrifices. Now, sacrifice was not It's not—it wasn't like just kneeling on your knees praying. This was like, get the calf and kill the calf, the, the, whatever you're sacrificing. And he went through that ritual to pray for his children after all these parties that they would hold, okay? And so uh, Job, Job was that kind of man. And I think that's the kind of, the kind of father that I, want, uh, that I aspire to be, is that I'm always praying for my children, even if, just in case— Okay, and the fathers, that's where we need to be at because we're not doing it alone. We're partnering with God in this. We're partnering with our wives, but we're partnering with God. And so we need to go to our father about, uh, about, about what's going on. And so I, uh, uh, I, again, my father had 10 children. He moved to a very rural part of Illinois. He lived in the Chicago area, and it was, there was just the influences of the city that he wanted to get away from. So he moved uh, to a very rural part of Illinois, rural enough that if we ate it, we raised it okay uh, we didn't get very much from the store we had two big, i used to hate gardens we had our small garden was big as this and we'd be out there pulling weeds out the plants and whatnot but guess what in the wintertime, when it snowed and other folks couldn't get food couldn't get to the store we had food we had pigs we ate a lot of bacon okay we had chickens we ate a lot of chicken okay and so my father he, he took care of his 10 kids in that way but my father was very strict uh he would not allow me to hang out uh uh, with, with the other with the other children, with other kids in the neighborhood, now, I want you to think about what was in your reading today in your reading, you heard about this uh, uh, uh this, 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 this son who asks his father, just give me everything and let me go. Now, I want you to think about this father who probably did like Joshua did. As for me and my house, we would serve the Lord. He probably did like Job did, pray for his, his sons all the time. We know that he, uh, he was good financially and that he, he, you know, he built up the wealth that he, he could pass on to his sons. He probably did a lot for his sons. And can you imagine the father's feeling when the son one day says, you know what? Just give me mine. I want to go. And dad gathers it up and gives it to him. That, you can feel like a failure. You can feel like I haven't done it right. And, and, and I'm, I suppose that that one day when me, I know it's hard to imagine when you look at me. Just, don't I look so innocent? Don't I? Okay, look angelic. Okay. When I, when I uh, <laughs> of course not. And when I uh, left home, uh, it was very unceremoniously. When I left home, I didn't come home from school one day. You don't worry a mom gets when her son doesn't come home from school. Can you imagine that? Can you Imagine yourself. Can you imagine your, the father, dad, your son doesn't come home from school? Because my father was strict. He was very strict. Now, let me say this about my father. He was not only very strict. He was, he, there was different things about him, different attributes he had. My father learned to quit smoking because his kids needed lunch money. He said, it's cigarettes or lunch money, and he quit smoking. I don't know if any of you ever smoked or ever had the habit I did so many years ago, okay? It's not easy to just quit like that, but that was, that was my father. My father gave us, you know, I like to tell people sometimes, I don't necessarily have the best, but you'll get my best, okay? You, you get what I'm saying? And so my father didn't necessarily have the best tools of, of, of raising children, but he, but he gave us his best, Okay, and that's what we should be doing. And so uh, he learned things uh, generationally, okay? And you know, uh, time out, uh, we didn't get time out. We got switches off a tree. You ever go pick a, you young folks don't know about this. There was a time frame in the United States of America, okay, <laughs> where kids would go out to the yard and get a switch off the tree. Anybody know what that switch was for? Uh, Cause going gonna get whipped with it, okay? And, uh, but you didn't just get any switch. You didn't go get something that was brittle and was going to break. Oh, no, no, no. You wouldn't get one of these kind that folded, okay? So uh, it wasn't going to break when it, uh, it was used as a tool as it should be, okay? So anyway, uh, so, but my father taught me some things, okay? And that, fathers, that's, that's what we do. We give the best that we have and we teach. God gave us the best that he have. He gave us his only begotten son, In fact, there's there's a passage, I think, in in, in uh, Isaiah where the Scripture talks about there was a vineyard who who cleared out a field, and he he put the choicest vines in it, etc. And he says, what more could I have done for you? What more could I have done? But it only yielded bad fruit, okay? What more could I have done? That's the kind of father we have who says, what more could I do for you? That's the kind of fathers we need to be. What more can I do for you? But don't take it personal because it doesn't mean you did it wrong. It means sometimes it takes a while for someone to get it. So my father taught me, so he, when he would never let me uh, uh, hang out with the with the other children in the neighborhood, okay, I found out later on, I found out that I wasn't agreeing with the people, the groups that I did hang out with. Because, you know, as soon as I left home, what do you think? Of it? I could not wait to hang out, okay? And I did a lot of stuff. You might not have wanted me to be your neighbor at the time, Okay. Uh, you wouldn't want me to be your kid's uh, best friend. I did a lot of stuff, but I always had this feeling inside me. You see, my father didn't go to church because he didn't like religion, but he did like God. He made sure we went to church. See, he was raised in a church, and he saw some things that of, of, quote, organized religion that he just didn't like, but he made sure that we went and that we heard the gospel he made sure that we had a seed planted inside of us he made sure that we had something to resort to see because you're going to resort to what you know in fact a friend of mine and i was i was over that house the other night and we were talking about uh resorting to what you know and i'm getting all off track with what i want to say to you but i'm a, okay okay so he um, so i i've I started swimming recently okay and uh last couple of years and i had a snorkel on and so I'm swimming in the water, and I can, I, can, I can swim now, okay? And I got my head down, and water gets in. Now, I know how to come up out the water, float on my back, swim on the back, all that stuff, right? But what do you do as soon as you suck in some water? You panic, and you resort to what you know, okay? And what I know is I got to breathe. Well, it's not a good thing to try to breathe underwater, okay? You should come to the top, okay? Okay, but if you practice on this, if you train on this, if you got the right things in, you, 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 you get the emergency in life, but you still know how to deal with it. My father taught me how to deal with some things. He taught me uh, some things that made it very uncomfortable uh, for me being in certain situations. I found out that I was an independent thinker because I had never hung around the other folks. I had to do things on my own, and it really paid off to be an independent thinker because as I'm going down the wrong road, I'm thinking for myself. In fact, something scared me. I left home from in Illinois. I left, uh, there was three, uh, four of us from my hometown. that went to, uh, up in Santa. Ana. Everybody know where Santa Ana is? Okay, right up the way here. And uh, out of the four, I'm the only one alive. One of them died of a heroin overdose. One died from AIDS. The other one I don't know, but I believe it was a drug overdose. But I was with that group. I was in that group. God looked out for me, I believe. But I believe more than that, part of it was there was something in me that didn't let me go so far. There were certain things that I would do in this group setting, but because that seed was in me, when my friends were not afraid, I was afraid. That's what we want our children to be. We can't stop them from going. We can't necessarily stop them from being at the place, but we can help them have that seed in them that makes them afraid. This does not agree with who I am or how I was raised. And so that's, that's where we want to be at. And so my father taught me some things that perhaps that's one of the reasons why uh, I'm alive today, okay? Um, I did not know at the time that I was learning to be independent. I just learned to be independent, and I became an independent thinker. In fact, I, I joined the Navy. I spent 30 years in the Navy and, and uh, got into, found myself in some, some, some decent, very decent leadership roles. And it was because of that independent thinking, I believe, that I got to where I was, okay? But these are things that a father passes down. And my father, who just like the father of that prodigal son, was heartbroken when I left home. He was heartbroken. But my father was also a very solid man. He wasn't going to let me do things on my terms. I had to do things on his terms. I remember before my father passed away, uh, when I had reached uh, 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 the rank of Master Chief, you know, in the Navy, I remember going to him saying, this one's for you. See, my father had joined the Navy at a time where uh, he, he didn't, because of racism, he couldn't make it. He didn't even like the Navy, but he was glad to see me join and so I, I remember telling him, this one is for you, okay? I'm coming back to my father. I'm reaping, I'm, 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 and he's seeing that I'm getting what he put in me, even if it didn't agree necessarily with the things that, uh, 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 that he would necessarily like, which was at that particular time, uh, the Navy, he didn't care for it. Uh, my, father tried to, my father was an industrial electrician. He was good. He was very good. And he wanted to teach me how to be an electrician. I had nothing to do with it. No, I'm not going to be an electrician. But I'm around my father all the time. I joined the Navy. I take an aptitude test. What do you think you said I was going to do? <laughs> I'm going to be an electrician, okay? I picked up some things just by Moses from around my father, okay? And sometimes that's what we want to be. We need to be consist- consistent fathers because even if the kids seem like they aren't listening, they're listening. There are some things they're picking up. And they're getting that aptitude. They're getting, they're getting what it is that they, they need to survive. And so I'm reminded of that scripture that tells us in Proverbs 22, 6, train a child in the way they should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. That's our role. And God gave us that very simple role. Now, sometimes we don't understand it. We think it's magic, uh, whatever, you know, if you train the child. It's not. It's not. In fact, there's another scripture in Proverbs uh, 25, verse 2, where the scripture says that, uh, it's for God to hide a matter and for kings to uncover it. And what God is, what God is saying is that, uh, look, I made you. You're, the kings are the neurologists, the neuroscientists, the, the, the psychologists. Whatnot. They figure out why this happens. Oh, this is why it happens that if you train them this way. And God said, well, I could tell you that. I, I, but I don't have to explain to you. I made you. I don't disagree with science. I am science. I own science. It's mine. Okay? And so I made you that way. And so if you would do well just to listen to me. And you know, you, and you know, sometimes when we go to our parents, uh, when you parents, when your kids come to you, your kids want you to explain everything, don't they? Why? 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 And you're sitting there going, <laughs> because I said so. Well, <laughs> that's not quite how God put it. Uh, but but uh, he's just saying, he's just telling us what to do. And so he didn't say, he, there's two things about this verse that I like, though. When he said, when they're old, they won't depart from me. He didn't say anything about the middle years. He didn't say in the middle years they won't become prodigal. In the middle years they won't do whatever. But when they're old, it's gonna be there. Fathers, let's make sure it's there. Let's make sure, just like God makes sure for us, let's make sure it's there. Uh, and then there's the opposite to this as well. Raise a child in the way they shouldn't go. And when they're old, guess what? They ain't gonna forget that either, okay? So we wanna do it God's way. We wanna do it our heavenly father's way. Raise a child in the way that they should go. Uh, there were some things, like I said, that my dad, uh, my dad instilled in me, and they paid off in a big way. Uh, uh, again, my dad was not a fan of religion because some things you've seen. I, I guess some of you aren't a fan of religion. I'm not a fan of religion, okay? And now I know sometimes we, we get some words kind of uh, mixed, but what am I saying here? I am a fan of God, I'm a fan of Jesus Christ. I'm not a fan of, uh, uh, of just having uh, 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 this, this religious thing that we do all the time. Uh, some, in fact, sometimes religion gets in the way of the gospel, okay? And it should be gospel that we're getting out to, 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 the, uh, to the folks around us and to our own uh, children. There was things um, that in my life, as I told you when I was with those friends of mine, we moved to Orange County, I was no better than anybody you're not teaching your kids to be better than anybody, dad. You're just teaching them to depend on God. You're teaching them that, to, to depend on a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. You're teaching them to be the kind of people that they need to be, but it doesn't make them any better. And to this day, I don't believe I was better than any of those guys. In fact, we were all doing pretty much the same things. But I came out the other side. There were some things, that, some places they went that I wouldn't go. And so, like, as I told you, I thanked my dad for the way that he raised me. You see, in, in Luke chapter 15, verse 20, out of your reading this morning, uh, the scripture talks about how uh, when the son came home, uh, while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. This is what fathers are like. Despite the fact you went out and you blew everything, despite the fact you couldn't figure out what you were going to do in college as I wrote all these checks, despite the fact that you did all these things you did, despite that, he's coming home. And, and I, what I like about this is that it wasn't like there was just a knock at the door. It's like dad was looking, dad was waiting, dad wanted my son is always invited home and when my son gets home he's not just going to i'm not going to uh, make him pay for the mistakes he made i'm going to treat him with royalty we're going to celebrate that he's home okay i think god celebrates with us sometime when we when we come home because we stray we go off course sometime our children will go off course sometime but do they have a home that they can get to uh in fact verse 17 of in uh, luke 15 says that the son came to his senses well we have those moments where we come to our senses. Usually the, when we come to our senses, it's because we broke, okay? You know that, okay? Your kids, your kids are very, very smart until they broke, and then they come to their senses, and it's like, okay, I get it now. Can I, uh, yeah, okay? And then they, then they are very smart again, okay? And, uh, and so I was that, I was that guy. It's when, when I, when I, as I get down, uh, okay, now I begin to come to my senses. Well, as I saw things happen around me in the world, I began to come to my senses. I began to say, this is not me. This is not congruent with what I was taught at home. This is not congruent with what my, what my dad tried to help have planted in me. This is something that's out of the ordinary. And there's this thing. And, and fathers, you want your kids to have this. You want them to have a friction. When they're doing the wrong thing, you want there to be a friction inside of them where they feel uneasy. They squirm. They don't, they don't feel good, okay? They only feel good when they get back to where they need to be at. And so, um, and, I, and I know many fathers do that, and we make every effort to do it. Uh, Father, let me ask this question. Do you see your children coming back to you? I hope you do. And, and, I, and I, in fact, I'm going to assure you that in many cases, even though, you, you, whatever the relationship is, you and your son, your daughter may be best friends right now, or you may have some distance between you. Everybody might be represented here today. But I'm sure if we've been even close to the right kind of dad, our kids are going to come back and look back to us. We're not going to be uh, like this father was. He wasn't judgmental. He didn't say, "See, I told you so. I told you that." Uh, none of that. Welcome home. Let's 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 continue this journey. Let's go where we need to go. So here's the question I have for you: Have you partnered with God? Pamela and I are doing a marriage series with some folks and and one of the things we talk about is partnering with God in your marriage. In fact, we did. We sent a survey to the church and and we asked some questions about uh, different things. One of the questions was, do you feel you can partner with God uh, in your marriage? 100% said yes. They want to partner with God. We can partner with God to get this right. And to do that, we have to stick with God. Uh, Fathers, we are teachers. Um, Not should be not might be, not only want to be, we are teachers. You see, our kids are going to learn something from us one way or the other. I'm just glad with the father that I had, even though he didn't always get it right, there's some things, he, he, there are some conversations we didn't have that we could have had. The fact of the matter is, he, uh, my dad was a teacher. Fathers, we are teachers, and we are going to teach something okay it's it's either going to be by accident or it's going to be intentional i I hope this morning that we're planning on it being intentional my hat is off to all of you fathers and to you who support us because us we fathers know we can't do it alone okay so uh, my hat is off to each of us uh we have a very significant role in our home in our marriage in our home in the community in the nation around the globe. We have a very significant role, and we, have, we must take it very serious, but it all starts right there in the home, and I think we have earned the right to have a great Father Day, and so I'm just going to end by saying to you this morning that uh, I hope that you have, you're having an awesome Father's Day, that this is you and yours, and this is how you get along, so thank you very much this morning, and I, and I only hope, fathers, that it's a great day, and that perhaps there's just something, some jewel you might have got that you might be able to use as we go into our fathering, so thank you very much.